It is. It I is. Do. I said, "What are you doing?" Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. You, you know, you you said mental health day, so like I I I still secretly stockpiled the news all week because I still read it myself. But then I I still like oh. took notes all week. So because like I have to keep up with the election and everything, and I can't say anything yeah. past the word election because anything past that word would be talking politics in this episode. So I yeah, cannot. And update I will... people on what we're doing, what this episode is about, because we we talked about it like a couple episodes ago when we were like wrapping up. Because you're getting super fired up <laughs> about everything. So we thought maybe it would be in Kavika's best interest to take one day and mine. Because, you know, sometimes I can only take so much politics. And just talk. And we just hang. We have a little mental health day and just kind of shoot the shit. So yeah. That's what today we're aiming for. Well then... To get it off on the right foot, so should we should we do this in order of like ourselves and then fun, or then fun and then ourselves? Oh, let's see where it takes. So you choose, you choose. Okay, all right. I I think that I, I think at that point let's let's uh let, well then let's dish on life. You've been gone. Um. Well. Deadly Yoga Retreat came out, and that's right. I haven't been back since that came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was on Lifetime. It was a really big moment for me. Super big moment. I used to actually watch Lifetime with my sisters and my friends, like, throughout my 20s, and we'd drink wine and eat Five Guys, French fries, and, like, that was our thing. So it was like a cool accomplishment. Be like, oh my gosh, I made it on Lifetime TV for women like me. The funny thing is, though, like all of the Lifetime movies are so like it's basically like guys chasing the women, killing them, like just doing basically bad things to the women. And like me and Patty watched it together. Patty was in it as well. Yay, Patty. And um, yeah, we were just laughing because it was like tv for women like us getting murdered <laughs> yeah like i feel there's a dot 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 when you say women it's it's not a like tv for women it's more like tv for women to get stabbed in 10 movies right and and awful things happen and yeah so did you like the movie did you did you like it um you know i i get technical like when it comes to like the end product i don't when it comes to, like, stuff that I've been in, like, I don't put it on the, like, was it popular? Because, like, I'm always going to be biased and be like, oh, that's our little baby, uh, you know? Yeah. So, um... Absolutely. That's I mean, how I feel about it. So, like, <laughs> I really can't, in that sense of, like, giving it, like, an unbiased review, I can't. Because it, like... So, what I really try to concentrate on, like, I'm not, you know... Because, like, we all, like, as a group, put that thing together. So, like, it really, like... For me, like, when it comes to post, it's it's how does the how how does it meet final composition? What do you lose from it? What do you gain? So there was there's a couple shots that I know that didn't end up in there that kind of made me sad because I I thought that they were just like really beautiful, but I can understand why they weren't. So I'm not yeah. critical of them. Um, yeah. They were really just they were they were really pretty money shots, but I think that just per the per the pace of the film and like you can only you can only overdose on so many shots like you can't just like hey let's throw in an extra like fucking trolley shot here just because we can't it's like no we only got so much time because we gotta play for tv so like and then them's the breaks and i really think up a lot too like there was some pretty gruesome shots that were kind of my favorite shots like throughout if they had to clean it up for tv though Mm -hmm. yep 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 so I just, yeah, I, I, it's more of a, how does the end product fare to like my mind's eye rather than an actual review. And I got to say that like it pretty much hit it and I understand where the cuts happen, you know? And I think that that's where made for TV yeah. teaches you a lot of lessons. Like I got to say, it's, it's not an easy game. Like some people like want to bash on like, dude, you try to chunk out like 10 movies a year to stay relevant in that industry, you know? Like, so like. 
the writer directors on, on these types of movies like they've got to be able to like turn out again and again and it's got to hit a specific bar and so what if like you know there there's really like a certain thing to like i gotta say like tv is like the broadway of filmmaking you know yeah it, it's a crowd that's and, like we made in two weeks like i don't think people realize the typical like tv movies those are like just quick little two-week shoots yeah like they're so quick <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and yeah. with that, like, post and pre-production, usually pretty small. So, like, it's it's really, like, it it takes a lot to even get a movie to look like that. You know? And especially on the budget and the time. So, I gotta say, for, like, for how it was put together and, like, how we managed to get that whole team together, like, cheers, Anya. That was a good show in the end. Yeah. It was good in the end. I was pretty stoked about it. It was fun for me because it was like, it was like basically my whole wardrobe was used in that. So it was like, oh, that's my top. Oh, that's mine. Ooh, that's like, there's just like so much like, that I was like, oh, it's that's my car. So just fun. Just fun to watch back on it. You got any shout outs for the uh, wardrobe vendors there? I absolutely do. So um, Indigo Wild is a local brand um, that we featured um her stuff is amazing and she custom made actually one of my uh, hot yoga suits so there was an issue with my tattoo because tv movies no tattoos well no big tattoos and like my back is basically an entire tattoo yeah. so um and if you've seen the movie like my character is definitely the spiciest character out of it so we were having like a problem because we were like, oh my gosh, Ark, how do we cover, how do I cover myself up but still like be, you know, racy? And so she custom made my yoga wear. So shout out to Indigo Wild because she really pulled through and like made my character come to life. We also had um, um, Kiana Hawaii um, do a lot of my tops, my specific like, characters tops which were like the really um flashy kind of floral um a lot of parrots were typically like throughout all of like my shirts and everything that i was wearing and that i got from um yeah kiana hawaii which is another vendor that we used so huge shout out to them and these are all like local brands that you can get on maui which is just so awesome that you can kind of like get the looks uh, we also featured CoSwim, which is another popular brand on Maui. Um, another, you know, female-owned um, uh, brand business, and um, she clothed uh, Danny, the the lead. A lot of her looks were actually clothed by uh, CoSwim. So massive shout out to CoSwim as well. And then um, Tommy Bahamas did um, a Jonathan Bennett outfits so we had a little lot of like really great you know vendors that were you know maui based yeah i didn't uh i didn't get to see all the brands up close so like it was really nice to see them in in the end because like yeah i mean i'm running around half the time so i don't get to touch everything i only get to touch what's broken Mm -hmm. you know that's my job so like it uh that's my favorite part about seeing the end product because like little known thing about me i'm the kind of production coordinator that like depending on what i'm fixing in a film i will not read the script yeah well yeah i mean you don't really need to know the story for the job that you're doing for paperwork putting out fires well and well i could go anywhere but the thing is is most of these small pictures are writer director type of films so are they going to need a guy in that department of fixing no, they don't need a, a script fixer. They don't know, like they don't ask for that part yeah. of your resume. Like if you're a writers room guy, they don't care because yeah. like if they have to pay you more or tell the writers guild, that's no. So like on small productions as a production coordinator, you really only do like seventy five percent of the job, and you hope for like that ten percent range of weird, where like you can be a puppeteer for a week or something, you know. So. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it's... um. You should explain, like, production coordinator, because it took me a while to figure out what 
the actual task, like the court, because I was like, seems like they just kind of do everything. So we I do don't do really everything. Know what they do? We're it the seems like they're doing everything, you know? We're... And they float around. So you should yeah. explain what that title is, because I know that's like one that gets yeah a little bit like, wait, what? We are the only official job in Hollywood without a job description. There is literally, for, for, for filing purposes of understanding what the job can do, there is no job description listed legally for production coordinator. Oh, okay. that's why it's always so confusing for like people that aren't actually. It's a in chameleon job. job. Like, it's like, it's the job you take. I can't put my finger on it. Yeah. Because it seems. <laughs> no, it's, um, it's it's a super fixer position because it yeah. it's you it's like everything. a you have your hand in basically a little bit of everything. Yeah, so you kind of have you have to be prepared to know all of the subset of like the departments of a movie. Mm-hmm. So like one film like I get, like I got there's a lot of times I get thrown a grip in electric because I I can right. you know so it's not that hard for me to be best boy electric on a movie. You know, but then it's like, oh, yeah, he was in the office all pre-production. But then, like, we had to shift him there and it was going to be better pay. So let's make him best boy electric there. Right. You know, so then, like, sometimes, sometimes you get the credit. What was that? I said, that's nice, though, to be able to get to be able to be thrown everywhere and be like, oh, switch it up this day, switch it up that day. Do you like it or is it well, a overwhelming? Well, there's a level of, there's that. a level of infamy with it because, like, certain certain parts of your career can only be proven by story and legend because then like there's a lot of stuff that like you can't you aren't going to get listed on other places on the call sheet for credits because it falls into no that's your job if we need a guy to take a bullet he takes a bullet if we need mm-hmm. a guy to get thrown off a building he gets thrown off a building if we need a guy to ride in a horse and do crafty an hour later yeah that's the guy and yeah. so, I mean, so then that's the thing. And so then, like, I'll get listed for production coordinator, but, like, a certain movie where I'm, like, guest star as, like, I've essentially been to Andy Circus of a movie before and, like, it doesn't go on the credits, you know? Yeah. Like, I can't go into anything else. You but were, like, you were a puppeteer. Yeah. No, and then that's, yeah. <laughs> you know, I was like, yeah, that's the production coordinator. He's puppeteering today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So there's there's a lot of... There's a lot of, like, fun things that come with the job, but then, like, sometimes you can't uh, claim all the credit for it because then it's like, oh, well, you're only there for a surgeon for, like, five minutes. But then the thing becomes where that, like, helps you in infamy. And then that's the thing is, like, I'd say, like, I could be more braggadocious sometimes and probably it would land me more jobs, but I don't like having my life that complicated because I don't like being called as a fixer because, like, you have a movie that's on fire. Like, I hate runaway movies. Like, it just, it's not a, it, it's just, no, they're not healthy. So, like, being asked yeah. to fix a movie already in progress is just, like, living through, like, a real-life Hail Caesar most times. So, that's why, yeah. I, like, I appreciate stories like that movie. But, like, there's, it's really, it's really being able to be that guy that everybody wants to call again. And then sometimes whether you like it or not. Because then sometimes just because, like, we kind of fall by our own blade as production coordinators so too because upm and production coordinator do they sometimes do the same kind of things or is it just because they can they can do the same things but upm is going to be closer to the ceo of the film gotcha okay you know so like he's going to handle the money or he's going to handle the people who handle the money and then he's you know and that's like pre-production to post a lot of cases okay. yeah. yeah managing executive producer mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. yep it's all making sense so yeah so like doing a lot of production coordinator work it's really like if you want to be a showrunner one day or you want to like control at least a sliver of every department as a creative lead because then it's a thing uh- it's like and learn it on other people's films because in that way, like, it's easier that way because you can just, it's, to me, it's like getting played to be Sherlock Holmes, paid to be Sherlock Holmes. Mm-hmm. Because then mm-hmm. I, I'm just like, I'm really just called to fix, like, I've spent a couple movies recently just sitting at a desk remotely from home, you know, I, because, like, I can be a paralegal on a moment's notice. You that's know? so nice. So, that's... like... But that's the thing is, like, you have to be prepared to be that, like, oh, you can call this guy for just about anything. 
you know? Yeah. Do you need him to, you know... You got to be like a Swiss Army knife. Yeah. Yes. You got to be like, ooh, I got that tool. I got that tool. I got that tool, too. What you need? Absolutely. It. It's it's a Swiss Army knife job. Yeah. But exciting. That, that I kind of like those type of jobs where it's like you never know what tomorrow... It, the job is never expect. the same. You there know, are... it's always an adventure. <laughs> yeah. There are certain things that you can count on doing it on an island. There are certain things that, like, you can count on when working with certain individuals, both good and bad. You guys are responsible for that, like, paperwork, right? To turn it into, like, SAG and all of that? Uh, we can be. That's that's actually a lot of the UPM and the assistant directors. So a lot of that ends up getting, like, oh. I. the funny part is, is a lot of times as a production coordinator, I end up as an admin secretary. Gotcha. And that's yeah. that's kind of what it is. And then, like, it's an admin secretary. Like, I get a pen and a sword. So you kind you kind of get to be every department but, like, the bank. Mm-hmm. And depending on how much a UPM or even the producers want to put on you because of your gray area, then they can come to you on their own and you make your, you know. And then a lot of that really comes within the realm of, like, your contract. You know, you're kind of just be expected to be able to, like, Houdini the fucking movie out of something. Whether it's... To do whatever's yeah. being asked. No, yeah. yeah. And it's usually, like, and, and on the day-to-day, it's simple shit. And, you know, by simple shit, I mean, like, oh, we've got 12 hours and we need a location. And we don't have a location. Or, it, like, we've got two days and we need to get either a volcano made or something that looks like a volcano from a distance. You know? And then right. there's sometimes where it's like, hey... I need this moped in 45 minutes and we don't have anyone else to drive with you. So you're going to have to figure out how to shove the moped inside of the van and bring it back to location. (laughs) Yeah. This is a personal story, huh? Yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. No. And that's, I mean, and that's like, and if I told you anything beyond days like that, it's very stranger than fiction because like it's, it's very much like, yeah, I, I could definitely say that that's why like I go back to that movie, Hail Caesar. Like it sits kind of in like my favorite of industry films because it's like, it's the day in the life of a fixer. In all the weirdest scenarios that are beyond imagination, that are stranger than fiction, you know? And there's there's an ounce of truth to some of those. I mean, it's it's a spectacle. It really is a spectacle of a movie, but, like, in comparison to what we like, do. Right, that. There's some truth to that. Oh, yeah. There's some truth. No, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. You know? Like, I mean, it's it's an everyday thing on a movie to have to, like, either deal with Looky Loser Press, and then it's another day on a movie to just, like... You need an immediate contract to, like, give somebody a bump or to, like, to replace someone on staff. Like, I mean, so, like, unless you're on, like, a movie that, that's kind of, like, cursed from the start, you know, it, like, it does it. It's usually not a surprise on what could go wrong. So, like, and, and mm-hmm. there's movies that I could say that have definitely been worse than anything I've been on in the past few years. It just, there's, there's definitely moments where like the days, there's days where I just go, really? Are you going to throw that at me today after all of this? You know? So it's like, it's like living in an action movie inside of the movie sometimes. Cause sometimes, you know, it's just, yeah. it's, and, it, and it's like a, and it's like a BBC comedy fucking action movie, you know? The movie. This should actually be the movie what I'm experiencing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We live in a fast-paced world where many people are too busy to sit down and read books or news articles. But thanks to Newsly, you can now listen to the news you wish you had the time to read. By utilizing AI technology, a natural human voice reads you the news, helping you grasp the information faster and more efficiently. Newsly provides the latest news updates 24-7, letting you browse articles from topics you choose. It even has podcasts, including ours. And listeners of Rabbit Holes can get their first 30 days of premium for free, allowing you to enjoy an ad-free experience by using the special promo code in our episode description. So download Newsly today for free on iOS and Android or visit www.newsly.me so you can stay updated on the things that matter to you.
so we're going on vacation soon, but the show's going to go with us. Uh, going to Comic-Con in the next few weeks, Sarah. Yes, and I've actually never been to a Comic-Con, so I'm really excited. On any level? Not even like a local one? No, I've never been to what? one. What? You know what? To, which is because I used to be obsessed with like anime, and I remember like knowing of them. But, like, I had no friends that were into it, so, like, I had nobody to go with. What? You know? so no, like, okay. Oh, you know what? That's it. I you guess know what? I won't go. We missed, we missed Request Music by Minutes the last time I had to leave Island. But you know what? The next time that we were both in the same space, we need to go to Wailuku. We need to get you, like, we need to find some comics. We need to find some anime. We need to find, There's actually some cool local comics that just came out of, like, hiding that are like old school, like pulp comics. So I wanted to try to get the yeah. whole set while they're still over there. But uh, no, you know what? I like, that's crazy. No, that means that we have to take. Okay, look, this is really cool that your first con is going to be San Diego. Because uh, that's like Mecca. It's a big one, right? That's like the Comic Con. That's the OG. That's the where it all started. That's no, that's seriously like, this is, this is like. Hall H, the the big show. But look, you know, yeah. Uh, although we'll probably be in like room twenty A B or something like that. But you know. So what's the what's the what should I what can I expect when we go there? I mean, are we it, watching movies? Well, are we just seeing costumes? Are we like what is what do you do at Comic Con? Wow. Okay. All right. We're giving you the full. Yeah, the full. I, I get I get oh, to talk to I a brand new. Yep. No, we initiating you. All right. So. On its basic level, it is a pop culture convention, okay? Specifically based around comics and its origin, but then it's kind of turned into this springboard for small press, small media. Hollywood gets involved a lot. Um, Hollywood's kind of played a really big role in San Diego Comic-Con since like 98, 99, um, when it came in with the movie Wanted with Angelina Jolie and then later with uh, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. And then once once uh-huh. comics and Hollywood kind of fused at that point, it became even bigger. Because there was like a certain point up until like 2002, you could walk into Comic-Con like on the day and get a ticket. Mm-hmm. And then... And that's uh, no... Uh, uh, no, yeah. Um, there are... I think there might be a couple tickets available if I'm not wrong. Uh, but it's only because like the the cost has gone up exponentially. Because it used to be like 75 uh-huh. bucks got you in for four days. And then like, you know, you could get a hotel for like two G's for the whole week and like sit right on top of the convention. Yeah. But like now in 2022 money, uh, I think like because like I don't I don't get my tickets through the same portal because it's, it's the professional exhibitors portal. So I, I uh-huh. don't remember what like the... I know the number was bad this year, and it was enough for people to still have, like, tickets available to buy. But, like, I know it was more than a grand, which is crazy, because, like, a few years ago, it was only, like, $300, $400 for, like, the four days. And then it just, like, uh-huh. quadrupled, quintupled in price. Yeah. What? Yeah. Oh, really? So it's kind of, well, and that's the thing is, like, mainstream cultures kind of absorbed it as, like, the Coachella. <laughs> Or is that, like, for, like, the whole experience, or just to get into Comic-Con? That's just to get into Comic-Con. Outside of Comic-Con, there's a little bit over, like, $20 million of day of interaction created by sponsors and studios. So, like, AMC turned Petco Park into a zombie run where you could get turned into a zombie and run out to other people or be someone who tries to survive the zombies. They're like Adult Swim comes out. People. Yeah, there's like a whole car, and that's the free section stuff for a lot of that. Like that's the stuff outside of the event. Like uh, I went to a thing for a Comic Con special edition. They had a Peacemaker experience for the John Cena show on HBO Max, and uh-huh. uh, they gave you um, uh, automatic Nerf rifles. And we went through an obstacle course with uh, yeah, and it had like it had pieces of the set, and then you Dude, got to like okay. run through pieces of the set and shoot at targets. Fun. Yeah. Oh my god, it's gonna be so fun. That's not even in the Comic Con. That's outside. That's outside. Concert, and huh? then so then you go inside and there's well the entire vendor hall is is used up to a degree. So there's more mm-hmm. there's like 
thousands. No, hundreds, hundreds, hundreds is a better number, but that's still a lot. So there's there's hundreds of vendors there, ranging from video game companies to trading card companies to anime vendors to comic book shops to first-time authors to uh, B-list legends. Like, if you wanted to get your photograph taken with, a, with the Million Dollar Man or, like, fist bump with Leia Thompson from Back to the Future, you can do that on the vending floor. And then above Whoa. that is the sales pavilion where you meet all the celebrities that in most cases they are doing autographs for charity. So then like you go up there and you get to meet like bigger cast members of something that are only doing like a one hour signing. So you wait in like a five hour line to try to get two minutes in a picture with like Lou Ferrigno, the guy who played the Hulk in the original TV show or like a, like a episodic character from like Quantum Leap or Star Trek or something. So like somebody in like are those like do, can you do you know who's going to be what days? Like the schedule is up yet. So when you when you get out of well when you get when you get through ticketing and they give you your badge and everything, you get a bag, and then so like it's usually a collectible bag, and then you also get like a a weekend kind of like a grocery store bag that's got like the program in it. The program. Each year is like big. It's it's like phone book thick. Wow! So really? It, yeah. So it lists the whole schedule. There's hu- there's hundreds of hours of programming every day. You it like you can't see all of Comic Con in one weekend. There's no like, and it's it, it's kind of a force of nature in that way. So like you kind of, like you you can see the schedule about a month in advance, and then you kind of decide where you're gonna go because it's just like going to any other convention. And then, so then the panels, the panels range from, like, how I made my cosplay to fans of that, like, show that only got one season and got canceled on Fox or something. And yeah. then you get, like, standout panels from, like, first-time creators. You get studios that come out and bring big celebrities, and then you get to do Q&As with them. So, like, if you want to talk to Tom Holland and ask Spider-Man a question, go to Comic-Con. Very cool, dude. I'm excited. And that's just, like, 10% of it. Because huh? that's just like ten percent of it. There's still more. Up? Well, yeah, you can dress up. There's a there's a uh, a whole knights turn a tournament. Like there's a Ren Fair group outside that actually does like a, a tournament of like knights fight each other and like squires come out oh and all God. that stuff. God. There's uh, there's a lot of cosplay meetups. So then like if you dress up as like a Marvel character, there's a day to meet up on the back stairs and meet everybody else. And you just go to selfie heaven all afternoon with your friends. And then there's uh, like, there was a pinball arcade, a free pinball arcade that was up at the last one in the hotel. Uh, There's lots of stuff that's afterwards. Like one year there was a doctor who uh, after party put on by sci-fi channel and BBC, like, and then you can run into, you know, actors and shit like that. And then, I mean, there's, it, it's seriously like, it's it's like South by Southwest or like Coachella had a baby and they put wow. and it's in a much oh, like really it, that? it's oh, one of the largest like it's San Diego's most profitable weekend for tourism yeah. like all year round we like seriously like it, it in that week San Diego makes more than it does in a year off of tourism Holy it gets shit. nuts. Like one year they turned like there was an empty building they turned into a noodle bar from Blade Runner. And you could oh. go in and you can get a free bowl of ramen and sit in there like you're on the set from Blade Runner. What? Yeah. That is insane. Yeah, and then there was another one like one year did they did the costumes of Teen Titans. Oh. So the Teen Titans show on HBO, they did the whole series of the costumes so you got to see like you could Pretty much, short of going up to, like, touch the costumes, you could do them. Yeah. And then, like, Sega does a, a video game museum most years, and then Nintendo's there, all the video game companies there. One year, the Xbox booth, I got to ride a, a life-size dragon. They brought in a life-size dragon, and they took, you just took a picture on a life-size dragon. Why not? Yeah. Like not. yeah, one year they had a full size uh, Optimus Prime robot that pretty much spent the whole oh, like week covered oh, in a tarp. Oh, this is gonna be so fun! Oh yeah, yeah. And, and it varies. Like it's it's like I'd say about an eighth of the shopping floor is a swap meet, 
about half of it's like hardcore collectibles and interesting artwork like lots of artwork i seriously like i have to stop myself on buying artwork at these damn things because like I, I try to find at least like one new artist every time i go to comic-con just to try to like read something new and then so but then i'll like also like try to seek out like oh my god this like this guy's finally coming to comics gone after like five years. I want to get this signed by him or something like that. So like it really, it just, there's so much to fucking do. And, and, but, and then the crazy part is because like, there's no good food in the facility. You have to trek uh -huh. out to the gas lamp. So then like, yeah. So then you also have to partition timeout to go on a walk all the way down the gas lamp quarter to go find a place which like food. I pretty much just like made my like day to day lunch slash dinner place La Puerta. It's it's the best, um, it's it's the best uh, Southern California Mexican restaurant down there. And then there's a really good pancake house I like to do in the mornings. That's over there. Um, but yeah, and then the rest of the places are kind of just like gin joints and like sandwich bars. But right, yeah. There's a couple good pizza joints that closed, but yeah, you just can't, uh, just don't go to the side of the gas lamp where the subway is because they're usually running like a, uh, like a $8 foot long special for just ham and cheese. And so like all of the kids flock over there because they're like, oh, I can buy like 10 of these. And then that way I could still buy like a hundred comic books. Will we be able to do some like audio filming and stuff inside? Is that? Oh okay yeah. You could totally like, like we go yeah? live from inside and then we'll take the audio with this and we'll just kind of, you know, document oh. our goings. Yeah. We'll probably, I mean, there's a lot of times when I've gone before, like, I don't know, like, previous podcasts i did a day-to-day -day and we just kind of like released the best of clips of the day and then sometimes it's just like you know we just go live from our feed i think that it might actually be the best thing is just like instagram live it so we'll just take a really good um headset and microphone so then that way we can drown out the crowd and we don't have to carry a boom mic with us or anything that's a good idea yep, yeah yep, yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. so i think it'll be good oh. yep 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 yes. hoping hoping um, to be able so to announce the panel who going to dress up for it that's the question what are you gonna am, are you gonna dress am i dressing up? i don't know that kind of depends uh, are we dressing up are we gonna be rabbit holes are you gonna be the rabbit am i going to be outlet like what are we doing um, I, I don't, you know, so like depending on what panels get approved. So like, I think if, uh -huh. if the podcast panel gets approved, then I would totally like, we could totally do, uh, uh, Alice and, and the rabbit. I would totally be down for that. I've got enough yeah. time to build something like that. Be fun. Yep, yep, be yep, fun. yep. I'd have to do it without making it seem like a steampunk rabbit because there's already a guy down here that does a thing like that. So. Oh, you want to copy? No, exactly. So it's got to be like a really good, like very obviously Alice type of thing. And then um, for other days, I you know I think that like on the day that like our regular panel is, I'd probably just do Aloha shirt. Cause I just don't want to be like, you know, in press photos later talking about a movie. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in a costume, trying it's to like, be all serious. Yeah. Exactly. And it's hard to do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to do that in a real chicken suit. Like I, I think if I was like, 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 freaking robert downey jr as iron man sure then you show up as tony stark to the fucking Absolutely. panel but it's like and what am i gonna wear you know so like so then i guess if i do i'd probably maybe i'd like do some kind of like middle ground type of thing so like i'd probably if i was gonna go actually i could totally do like a cyberpunk cowboy bebop thing and that could totally be my aloha friday wear for the panel so that totally works. But then, um, I don't know. I was kind of thinking of doing some, like, easy, really easy cosplays this year. So I've been watching um, Samurai Rabbit on Netflix. And actually, I finished it, and it's really good. So, like, um, 
had a good time watching that. And so, like, I, I totally do a... You have to see it now to figure out who the hell I'm talking about. But, like, uh, I think I could do, like, an easy, like, day of Chickabuma. So, thinking about that. But other than that, like, totally down for the rabbit. Let's do it. Yes. All right. Mm-hmm. Good to know. Good to know. I need to pack my Alice costume. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, Comic-Con on the horizon. You mm-hmm. did. You went off to a yoga retreat and you didn't survive. Oh, wait. Spoilers. <laughs> uh, I mean, everybody kind of figured. I mean, even, like, after we were filming, like, the director, Brian, took a picture of me with blood all over. Yeah. Like, post it. Every, you post it. Everybody knows what's going to happen. No, uh, yeah, yeah. Everyone knew that I was going to die. Well, I mean, it's kind of with slasher films like that. It's kind of like unless there's more than three people on the poster, everybody who's not on the poster gets killed. Like exactly, and like I was kind of like slutty right off the gate, so you know I was gonna. Oh yeah, no, yeah, but all formula like you had you were you were one of the glory kills yeah exactly exactly like we were just waiting for me to die they're like this this girl needs to die <laughs> she's horrible <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh good old slasher movie uh with that being We've got said that's that we're doing too a lot of things that we're doing for manavacow do you want to talk about that uh, you know, I think there are some that we should be talking about. I did get a couple of requests on how soon notifications would go out for some of the other castings. We've kind of been prioritizing Moku Moku and then another side project that kind of already had a cast in mind that we didn't put up for casting. So, um, there's kind of like, there's a lot of irons in the fire, but in order to... Yeah deliver what we intend to deliver and create the workload that maintains like working on Maui full-time in the industry and that's and that's really what we want to like I think I think it's it's not going to be a single go and I think that's where like I'm spending a lot of my time reassuring people I haven't really had any like negative responses about like not getting responded to yet but i think that like i don't know sometimes i feel like people get their hopes up if they're not talked to soon enough but then at the same time it's like we're trying to keep the cost down on a slate of pictures in order to qualify for all these tax breaks so then it's like you have to cut a few corners so then it's like you know and for me it's like i feel that there's there's a lot of places in pre-production that the upm and the producers and like even the aid the the directors and the ad can be doing early or like even the keys any key that wants to get involved early like i think it's just like when you are planning for a long haul on a on a heist of this proportion it you have to recognize it's going to take time yeah so like we're not like our ducks in a row right now so like (laughs) yeah so i just don't want anybody to feel like sad that they weren't casted because that's definitely not the case I do have to say, in the case of Ohana Racers, um, we didn't get enough kids to come out. Like we we need yeah. like we need like we have all the adults we need for that movie, but like it's kind of dependent right now on like a couple adults I want for callbacks. But like if I get the right kid, then that adult might click already, just because I know how they play off of each other. So we're like. Yep. I, I pretty much decided any of the kids that have submitted on somewhere level are going to be in the show. It just, um, I really Fair have enough. to cast the, all the other Ohanas. I mean, that's the thing is like, we need all the kids. The kids make up the primary cast. He really doesn't like, like the adults are the also rands in that story. Like they're supporting actors. So like, right. I, First, and then the adults around the kids. Exactly. Sure. So I was kind of hoping it would be the other way around. I was hoping that I was going to have, like, such a hard time going, oh, but, like, kid A is so cute and kid C is even cuter. Oh, my God, who's going to be this role? But then I go, oh, we'll just write twins in or something. So, like, it's... it's true. Yeah. So, like, yeah. I, I was really hoping that there would just be tons of cakey that would come out, and then we'd just be, like, bing, 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 cast. But I think at this point, um, with the fact that, like, everything's gone to summer kids availability like i i'd say at this point it's trying to set up a back to school casting so like with yeah. the fact that like at this rate ohana racers 
really can't be shot until end of fall, early January, maybe like spring at the best. Because then, like, the other thing yeah. is, is like casting like, those kids yeah. means that we have a we have a window on like costuming. We have because like I need the bodies. I can't just go to a vendor and go, "Hey, can you give me two hundred uniforms?" And they go, "What size?" And I go, "Uh, whatever." Just give me any kind. And then the next yeah. thing you know, like, I have a whole bunch of kids that don't fit in their outfits. You know? Yeah. So, like, I need yep. to be able to know, like... Not I, exactly. Not in order. So, or like, else it's not going to happen. Yeah, this is probably the biggest studio-style production that Maui's going to see outside of, like, HBO. And I don't mean to be, like, too much of a braggart on that, but, like, I have to be at least positive in saying that, like, we're trying to do something that really only the, like the California studios do. So we're trying to bring real Hollywood business to Maui without it being imported from California. Cause it's like, they got, yeah. they got all that Ina to play around with. Why do they have to come out? Like we should be able to make our own movies, you know? So, um, we should be able to do what we want. I'm feeling really good about Moku Moku. We're just about done with casting on that, which means then we'll wrap up casting on the adults for Ohana racers because there's a few that are in contention that we're like, oh, well, then if we just get them in now for Moku Moku and then we figure out who's in for Ohana Racers and who's not, we can just at least send out, you know, the casting sheet. Um, I think outside of that, I mean, the rest of the projects are kind of like under wraps for phase two. So, like, I, yeah. I, yeah. So, I mean, we've got, and then Rough Riders is, is much further on the horizon just because it's, it's it's gonna take a lot to do as far as set wise and then it's a specialty uniforms for all the characters so that one's gonna take about as long as ohana racers to get and then the crazy part is is that's that's just five people but their costumes like the leather work and the kind of stuff that we intend to do with that like within means of the budget so like i really expect that we could be we could be in production for moku moku and um our kids show, which I hope to be talking about very soon. We got a table read. We're going to share that later. Uh, Patty Lee, uh, yeah, met her when we talked about ocean black and now she's collabing with us on an amazing show, Philomena the daring and the history pirates. So we're hoping to have the pilot episode for that shot by end of summer and then shooting it full time in the fall and we get at least like two or three episodes of Moku Moku in and we start a, you know, a monthly, essentially like one and a half to two weeks every other month that the production units together. And so we just slowly build it up until the team is bigger and bigger and bigger. But yeah, so um, I will definitely be posting crew calls within the next month and a half, but we just got to get past Comic-Con. I mean, I think that's really like our window for starting was based on investor availability. And a lot of that was also hinging on like, you know, relationships made over time and stuff like that. And you can't like yeah. rush anything in this economy type of stuff. So like, I don't know. It's we're, I think we're, we're moving at the right pace for being a, I think a small we're great studio position right now. We're oh yeah, absolutely. Position. We're exactly where we need to be. And it's all, it's coming along. It's all it's all coming together that it is oh and then we've also got our uh our 48 film that we did for hawaii filmmakers collective um we've got a final meeting on the final edit and we're going to be putting that up free on amazon as kind of just like a studio sample so then that way like people can kind of see it and you know and then that way you can also see uh Sarah, because the cool part about that is, is like it connects to our IMDb's. So that's a little hack for you indie filmmakers out there. Is like, really? really? Yeah, that's half the reason why I'm. Go on IMDb. The IMDb algorithm and in Amazon are connected. Amazing. Yeah. Because Yoga Retreat was just put on it as well. So make sure your IMDb listing is correct on that. Yeah. And then you yeah. get yourself some Amazon SEO. That's a big thing for actors. You got to make make sure your Amazon your IMDb is legit because if the movies go on Amazon, that that that's your you know, can you be found on a major platform? Like and that's like everybody's got an Amazon account post COVID. Oh my god. Talk about how to get that set up because I don't even know what do I have to do? What do I have to do to do that? 
just go my IMDb and just make sure all your yeah make sure all your listings yeah just update your your IMDb resume and then yeah because then it's going to list you properly in the credit section on Amazon because that's what it sources Mm -hmm. it uses the IMDb link for all all, yeah and then if you write if you write uh, trivia it goes in the overlay from Amazon yeah, because it has this cool it has this cool feature called X-ray, and so whoever's in the scene, whatever faces are in the scene, it has this little AI technology that goes, oh, Sarah Rodriguez is in this scene, and then it'll bring up trivia and facts about Sarah on set if there are any listed in the IMDb or on your personal IMDb. So make sure to always fill out your movie trivia section. Like, if you had a funny anecdote about something that happened on set, fucking put it on IMDb because then it can go in your trivia section. <laughs> I didn't even know that that is available to do. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. So I mean, all the hits. That's why. That's why we're releasing it on there, and we're not monetizing on it. It's really just like it's SEO. It's it's starting this out. It's it's putting us on a platform that has the most availability, like in any country. YouTube is censored in some countries, but Amazon is not. Weirdly, you know, just because of relationships. So then. it just it puts us on a platform that anybody can play immediately. It's gonna be free for free free on Amazon. Uh, we will be releasing a little like how it's made forty eight video that'll have the forty eight original cut and then the final Amazon cut and then the like how we wrote it and creation process and behind the scenes footage and then some interviews with the cast and crew uh, upon its release and that'll come as a pre taped little piece because we don't really have the time to get together for a live dealy so we're just yeah. gonna we're gonna do some little separate like selfie cam i loved doing it can't wait to be back with my fam on set again type of stuff and uh that whole chunk will be available on facebook so you, you have to watch the whole thing that's right i'm being a pain in the ass so if you want to watch it just the end results then you have then you can go to amazon and it's free but if you want to watch the original cut you have to listen to us talk for 45 minutes and then you can watch the original <laughs> cut and the end cut and i i will have i will have links to amazon on there so that way you don't but like but the uh but the 48 cut will only be on the the little cast Q&A video. So, yep. So that's the only way that you're going to be able to watch that is like that cuz I'm 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 being like a weird chop house and I'm just like, "No, this is the official director's cut edition. This is our end result." So, if you want to see the if you want to see the Roger Corman Fantastic 4, you got to watch the special edition featurette. So Love it. Cuz I'm that guy that'll make a 45-minute featurette for a 5-minute film. <laughs> exactly exactly dare me i'll do, of oh, course challenge accepted. love it sweet yeah. so yeah well, so so the wish for that coming up probably like right probably like right before comic-con it'll probably come out like right before, before. Fla- yeah so like probably like right around the same time of the roast of flat earth dave oh my gosh that's right yeah that's, that's like three dave weeks away right Comic-Con? yeah that's oh like a week God, a busy month I know exactly. So we got like we got so much coming up, which like oh my god, like you know I I I think that like I kind of broke Jonathan's brain when it came to teaching him about like what flat earthers believe because like he had to like he had to try to understand like all the diagrams and stuff and all like the the weird like pseudo Christian elements inside of it that like get people to just like reject like reality. But uh, I feel that's not politics because that's a segment uh, follow-up. So I didn't even mention interviews, so I did good today. But no, but uh, Flatter Dave, yeah, no, I will give Flatter, I will give him a mental health day too. So yeah, we will, uh, we will re-rendezvous on the Flatter Dave subject next week. Well, we got anything fantastic to say about our lives before we go today, Sarah? Um, I just got signed in the Midwest. Yeah? I got signed in the Midwest, so let the auditions begin. Dig it. Yes. But other than that, no, what about you? Um, played a couple video games this week, tried to take a day off, but then for, like, for all the time that I normally spend researching news, I was like, oh, I could play a video game for an hour. So, like... What video game you playing? I haven't played video games in forever. Um, I started Jurassic. I, I, back, I just played it with Coco like last week. But what are you playing? 
I started Jurassic World Evolution 2 uh, a couple weeks ago, but then after install, I kind of just, like, I... I don't know. They it, it seemed like there was a lot of, like, pre-game and not enough game-game, and it already says I'm, like, 40% of the way through the story mode, so I'm kind of, like, upset that, like, only a few hours of play means I'm already done. But on the bright side, like, I have Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, so instead of paying you know a hundred dollars every time you want a new video game it's 27 dollars a month and you get the whole video game store uh no brainer on that yeah exactly one. so like i, I wonder if you feel like that for like the switches where you can like go and like sign up and have like unlimited games or it like you oh know. yeah no we have that on our nintendo switch uh there's the um and the thing is on switch you can it's a family plan actually and so, like, if you have multiple Switches, they they can, like, ours can play, like, classic Sega Genesis and Nintendo 64 games on it. They're included with the subscription. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love the... So, you could totally play, like, Legend of Zelda and, like, Mario 64, and then you could play, like, Super Mario on NES. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sweet. Pretty All darn good. But, yeah, so I played that, but then I, uh... I did play Assassin's Creed Origins, and I thought, like, generically as, like, a prequel, like, how it all began, it was pretty cool, but then uh, I felt yeah. like it, there's just way too many side missions. I, like, I like side questing as much as the next man, but there's a point to where, like, there's, like, 60% of the game is side quests, and so if you yeah. want your, like, $27 a month worth out of it, you want to go on all those side quests, but then at the same time I got to the end of the store and I was like, I'm not going back with a side quest, I'm going to go play another game, because... Can you only play one game at a time? Huh? It's like you have to download a game, you can only play one game oh, at no, a time. Oh no, you can download as many games as you want, but it's like, they take up so much space. So like, you can have a small game that takes up less than a gigabyte of space, but then like, you could have like, an epic game that takes up 200 gigs of space. I mean... With all of the add-ons and expansions, Microsoft Flight Simulator can take up a whole raid. So, like, it really, it just depends on the game. Uh, and then I'm about to end a game called Chorus. It's a, like, a dogfighting, it's a dogfighting space game. You play as this female space pilot with psychic powers who has this, like, really cool super futuristic ship that can, like teleport slash through other ships and like fuzzy missiles everywhere type of thing and so it's like uh star fox yeah it's a lot like playing like star fox meets panzer dragoon but yeah so i made a little a little video game time but it's like always been in like the odd hours of the night to where i like i'm too exhausted to do work work because like i've already been working for like 10 hours and then like i'm at home in front of my desk you just need to like kill some time so you only have like yeah half your brain capacity that's left from the day exactly and it's kind of like that it's like do i take a nap or do i use this to keep me keep me awake mm-hmm. so like it really yeah there's two movies that i really want to see and i'm curious if you have seen them um obviously the new um um tom cruise movie top oh. gun have you seen it yet i, I have yet. not i do not have the same fantasy with top gun as everybody else especially since i was raised uh in the town with that fucking house in it so and then i'm also and then san diego so and that's the other thing is we can take you to the top gun bar when we go to comic-con because it's right down the street yeah, yes, so yes. we'll make sure to go Absolutely. on preview night so that because it's gonna be packed in there on the weekend. I know that they're probably gonna do something special there, so like expect that. Yeah, expect that the 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 the, the Top Gun house in Oceanside, like, and that's the thing is like, yeah, the like there's a lot of. I I've been to Oceanside, yeah. Yeah, so um, it's uh, I I think that that's that's gonna be interesting, but like I I just don't have the same. I don't have the same, like, Americana fascination with, like, my favorite Tom Cruise's were always, like, Rain Man or Cocktail. Like, I thought Mission Impossible was cool just because of the limits he's taken it to. But, like, I, like, 
I'm not I'm not a Jack Reacher Tom Cruise fan. You know, I can get that out of fucking Liam Neeson if I wanted to. But like, <laughs> you know, so it's like Last Samurai, please no. But like if like if there's anything that he's really good at is like taking you to a place of uncomfortable feelings and then like fighting like the everyday demons type of stuff. Like I like his more serious work, you know? So it, it's, um, and yes, is it a serious story? Is it kind of propaganda? And then that's the other reason why I probably didn't want to talk about that one today because it would make me talk about like the political side of that film. So, um, <laughs> I can you're like swaying, like yeah. I'm starting to get the cold sweats. Like I'm just gonna like, I gotta take my hat off now. I'm gonna sway. I just like, I need a, you know what? I need, I need to cool down. I need to vape a bit. <laughs> okay, so how about um the new Jurassic? Uh, is it Jurassic World? Jurassic. World? I am excited I to go see it. Planning to go to that one in the theater. Um, yeah. Which will be that'll be I'm my first. That'll be my first theater movie in a while. I think the last one was Spider-Man for me. So, because I really don't, I don't go to the theaters that often. Because it's not that, like, I I did a lot when I was a kid. Like, being being a poor kid growing up, I learned the art of the multiplex. I'm not going to lie. There are a lot of theaters that are probably out of business because of me. Uh, my mom taught me that art. Uh, go figure, she would be a... Uh, <laughs> like a woman of uh, prestige in government one day. But yeah, she, she taught a boy how to multiplex a theater. So like I, I was that kid who figured out how to watch three movies in a day and I'd take my own tub of popcorn. Or when they had like that infinite bag or whatever, like you go and you buy it at the beginning of the month and then you fold up the bag and you take it home with you and then you bring out the bag from the theater after like 15 minutes into it because then they think, oh yeah, you're getting your refill now. And then, like, after making it through a couple multiplexes, shift changed. By the second movie, the shift has changed, and you get refills on your popcorn again. So, like, and then back in the day, that was before QR codes and, and clubs and all that shit. So it was just you had the bag, and the bag got refilled. That was it. So I'd go, and I'd get that bag refilled, and then, like, I'd pretty much just, like, I'd get a soda at the beginning, and then I'd water up for the rest because of all that damn salt in the popcorn. And then, uh, yeah, and then we go, like, we pay for one movie and we go see three. Yep. Yep, I'm not going to lie. I was that, I was that, that, that kid. Because, like, I just, I wanted to see movies and then I didn't want to be, like, and, and it's not to say that I didn't want to be out sometimes, but our neighborhood wasn't always the best. So, like, the movie theater was a great place that you could walk through the safe parts and then go hide for a day. So, it was totally worth it. Yeah. Like, I, I definitely think I saw a lot more movies than most kids my age just because of that. And then, um, at one point in time, I did help somebody do a refurb on a theater and I got like free tickets for a year. And Ooh. yeah. So like, cause right. I, I'm one to do like crazy trades like that. So then it's like, so then I got to see a lot more movies. Like, and so I'd, I'd go like the weekend after it came out on like a Tuesday and pretty much get the theater to myself cause they wouldn't care anyways. Cause they're, they're playing, they're playing it to an empty room. So might as well let one person go in for free. So yeah. Uh, yeah. So like that's definitely on my list is is the new Jurassic movie. I'm um, hearing a lot of mixed reviews about it. I'm just stoked that uh, Sam Neill is gonna be back in it. I know him and Lord Dern. Like from what I, I hear, people say they don't look like they were just like there to the to be there and round out the story. It, it, uh, some of the mixed reviews have stated that uh, Jeff Goldblum seemed like he was the only one who cared to be there. So like we'll see. Uh, but I'll watch. I watch Jeff Goldblum like read a cereal box, so like I don't care. Really? Like, yeah. Jurassic. I'd either way, even if it's gonna be shit, I still want to see it. Yeah. Well, and then for all the things nope. that that happen in the second video game, because the video game takes place during the movies, so it's a the the story in the video game is like dinosaurs are already taking over North America. So like oh. at this point, so like we've kind of got a passage of time going on since the last film. So it's kind of yeah. like, okay, what's happened since the last movie? Uh, did you see the short film that came out in between the two movies? Oh. Yeah, l- oh. look up no, no. Jurassic World short film, and it should show up on Universal's YouTube channel. But there's Ooh. a there's a little five minute film about a family going camping in Colorado, and there's mm-hmm. like dinosaurs at the campsite. Up in the Colorado campsite. Yeah. So that that was pretty cool. Yep. But uh, 
I don't know. I I'm uh, I'm just about caught up on Star Trek: Strange New Worlds. It's getting really good. Um, Obi Wan was really epic last week. Lots of good lightsaber action. They finally like let that out of the gate. We're getting a lot of really cool like new flashbacks of Hayden Christensen. So he's getting real screen time as Anakin. So we're flashbacking oh. to pre Vader, and like so there's like there's a training fight between Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen and and yeah and it's like the whole backdrop for like the conversation in the episode and like Vader chasing Obi-Wan so it's really good so like I I have been consistently happy with this one more than the others like I I like Mando and Book of Boba Fett but there were like slight things missing and I really think it was the fact that like they let they let Chow just like have the whole show to herself. So like I really think that like that made a difference. And I think that that's what's gonna make a difference when Taika Waititi gets his in like twenty twenty five. Like they're just polishing the script now. But like <laughs> new Taika Waititi Star Wars and then like Disney Disney announced like eleven Star Wars movies and T V shows. Really? Yes. I mean, I- so a lot of that stuff's gonna be at Comic Con. They're gonna be talking about that all over it. Gonna, oh yay. Yeah. Wait, those were the Rides at Disney were the Star Wars ones. Oh my god, they were so good. Yeah, I don't think I've been watching much of anything else. I mean, oh, Catfish is back. So like, that's my guiltiest pleasure is Catfish. Catfish on MTV. That's like my. Oh, that is... oh yeah, that was gone for a while, wasn't it? Nope, nope. It, it wasn't, or it... it was just popular for a hot minute, and then. I haven't heard about that in years. It is Catfish. still going strong. It is actually one of MTV's most profitable franchises to the point to where they actually have international versions of it now. So, like, there's a UK catfish, Damn. and there's a Brazil catfish. I, I watched all of the recent episodes of UK catfish. They was like, eh. But uh, they did go to some crazy places in, in the recent season. But, like, I think at this point I really just continue to watch it because, like, it's a piece of my youth. Like, it's kind of just like, that's my, that's my soap operas. Like, I I don't watch Days of Our Lives, but I'll check in on an episode of Catfish because I like seeing, like, the drama in other people's real lives. Mm Mm-hmm. That's why I love trash TV. Mm Mm-hmm. Just makes you feel a little bit better. Yeah. No, exactly. That's why, like, I was totally into Sally Jesse Raphael as a kid. I'd watch Donahue. I'd watch freaking, uh... What's her name? Uh, Ricky Lake. Oh, I love watching Ricky Lake. Oh, I love me some Ricky Lake. Oh, my God. I would totally skip school and watch Ricky Lake. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because pretty much the only time you could watch Ricky Lake was replays at night or during the summer live because then, like, and even then, like, that'd be cut short for the summer season. Loved Ricky Lake. Yeah, not much else. I mean, yeah, I think that's crazy that, like, Disney's already got, like, a dozen more Star Wars properties line, but I'm not because they plan everything 20 years in advance. So, yeah, I they're mean, like, "This is money. Let's just keep rolling with the punches on this one." Exactly, and that's why, like, I'm I'm at the like the prospect of like, well, we got to put like five together. Like, if Disney does 50 20 years in advance, let's just try to do four in three years. Okay. You know, we could uh, we can exactly. do it. We doing it. We're we doing, doing it, right. it. We're doing a pretty exactly. damn good job. So I'm digging it. Digging it. Taking a bull by the horns. Me too. So, but, oh, man. So, next week, next week, you still out on the road. Yeah, I think so. I think I'm going to go to Michigan tomorrow and then figuring it out if I'm, where I'm going next, where where life takes me. But I'm definitely going to be going to Comic-Con. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I think with that being said, we've jibba-jabbered enough for today. It was a good... How do you feel? How do you feel? I want to go read the news right now and then tweet about it later. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. Do I end up coming out with another like little mini podcast episode? Okay, so um, (laughs) yeah, actually, I already have a bonus episode. Not the phone with Sarah. (laughs) Practice the politics. (laughs) No, I think if I if I if I yelled on the mic by myself, I would just sound like a nut job. So I think having a co-host makes me feel less crazy. (laughs) All right. Well, 
Mahalo, everyone, for listening to the uh, the crazy today and just, uh, you know, going on the magical ride. Next week, I'll be back in full force. I got a lot of crazy stuff to talk about. Uh, it'll be on the feed this week. Definitely follow and like and subscribe on all fronts on they uh, always in the show notes. Sarah. Catch you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in. Aloha. <gasps>